0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: You have found Pro Wrestling's best podcast, uh, and we're happy you're here. I'm Tim. That's Tom. Uh, we've got some folks in the chat. How to be a business analyst says, just got done posting some content that should have taken me an hour, but took three due to my kids buzzing around me. But I'm ready to relax and watch your great show now. And it is a great show, and we're glad you're here to watch it. How to Be a Business Analyst has some great content as well, if you want to know how to join the circus. So, Tom... Yeah, right. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. I had to pause there for a second. I was like, I didn't come with a joke. I didn't even think of something. Tom... Mm -hmm. How is Tom? We're going to talk some pro wrestling. We've had some exciting, fun stuff, right? We're going to talk about AEW's Fight for the Fallen edition of AEW Dynamite, rolling mm-hmm. into AEW All In. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about some things that happened on this day in pro wrestling history. Come but home. but man, Tom, how's Tom? I see you got the KC hat on, repping the... Got the KC uh, hat. Hey, remember uh,
2: when we got this shirt?
1: Yeah. Oh, I do I remember don't... when we got that shirt. You yeah. can listen back to when we got that shirt if you go back and find the Mick Foley interview on the Spanish Announce Table. He answered, Trace Perguntas.
2: Yeah, this is the, i. he handed me this shirt. The iconic Cactus Jack t-shirt was handed to me by the man himself. That's one of the coolest stories of my life. I love that.
1: It was um, cool. And I'm glad you're talking about shirts real quick because I'm yeah. wearing our t-shirt that's available on Pro Wrestling Tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Spanish Announce Table. Or you can go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net and click a link. But Tom, you were saying.
2: Yeah, man. So uh, this is almost done with my first full week of radiation. Still feeling good. Doctor said, yeah, mm-hmm. take it easy. Like you won't. And so I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. Cause like when I started chemo, I was telling this to someone, I can't remember who now, but I was telling this to them. I was like, dude, when I started chemo the first month, I told my wife, I was like, if it's this, I'm I'll take chemo the rest of my life. And then by the third month, I'm like, oh, so this is chemo, like this shit sucks. So what uh my doctor said is uh expect me to instantly fall off a cliff around like week three. So mm-hmm. I did three days last week, and then I've done Monday through Thursday of this week. Tomorrow I go back. What's nice? Is it so close to my house? And now I'm starting to like make friends uh, with, with the staff. I fell off the bed yesterday, tried to get onto the bed. I, I hopped on. I was like, Hey guys, took off my shirt and I jumped on, but I jumped like too much. And my ass started falling off and I was like, Oh my God, someone help me. And they caught me. And now you're and there then,
1: shirtless falling off the well, yeah. of bed, which is even yeah. better, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, so then today I, uh, I took my shirt off and it was a different crew. It wasn't my normal, uh, people, and uh, I was like, well, hopefully I don't uh, fall off the bed. And they're like, oh, yeah, we heard about that. I was like, well, shit. So
1: <laughs> You're Making the stories, right? Yeah. yeah. And
2: yeah. then they got valet because obviously with people who are more advanced and in, in more difficult situations, yeah. valet is needed. Uh, but they do valet for everyone. So they do valet for us when we choose not to walk down there when it's a little bit too hot. And even those guys are just great. They're just so fun. Yeah. They're just I'm really enjoying it as far as like a sense of community. They do a great job of like making you feel like, Hey, it's not the end of the world. Like this is a special group here.
1: And you did say when you ring the bell, you're going to do the Daniel Garcia. Mm
2: Yeah. Mm, mm,
0: oh,
1: mm, yes. Mm, mm, uh, mm. H- how to be a business analyst says he didn't know you were going through that and he wishes you the best. Uh, but wants yeah. to know if I told you, and I did not, that he saw Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Chris Statlander as competitors on Floor is Lava, which I think is on Netflix. Uh, it was so cool. Have you heard of Floor is Lava? Floor is Lava is a mm. game where you, you played Floor is Lava. It's essentially. You never, like, yeah, like back when, kids game, back in the, like, when you're a kid, Floor is Lava is like, you can't touch the floor, right? So you're bouncing around all over your your couches and your chairs, right? You can't touch the floor, right? Mm -hmm. And so Floor is Lava, and they, uh uh this is what I understand. I haven't seen it. Like, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. who's seen it might tell us more in-depth of what the show is about, but this is what I understood it to be. Uh, And they were competitors, and he brought it up, because he doesn't watch as regularly uh, in this day and age uh, as he used to, and he hadn't seen Orange Cassidy yet, and Ah. is sold on him already
2: hold on okay so yeah we have to watch this yes <laughs> because how does orange cassidy jump from place to place when he doesn't yeah, fill care? us
1: in how to be a business analyst is that what it is is am i describing it properly because yeah, yeah orange cassidy i would assume the same way he wrestles right he's got his hands in his pockets he don't care
2: you know yeah care. i'm I'm looking it up here a Lot yeah, of, uh,
1: yeah. so show. So, yeah, so we are going to talk about AEW Dynamite, which did include Orange Cassidy, uh, the longest reigning AEW international champion. I was telling how to be a business analyst about Mr. Freshly Squeezed. We're going to talk about that, and I'm getting super excited, but Tom, uh, oh, here he says, he literally sat there and let the other two do all the work. (laughs) Yeah, well, that sounds right. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's not, you know, that's not fully what he does in the wrestling ring, but you know what I mean? He he That's has close. that demeanor, right? He has that demeanor. It's close, yeah. Uh, and he yeah. said, and he started the last minute. <laughs> so funny, yeah. We will have to watch that and check it out. And uh, Tom, AEW, speaking of, is so fun right now. They had the AEW fight for the Fallen edition of AEW Dynamite, which they kind of pivoted and. and you know, gave money to the Miami Relief Fund, but you know, we're, we're going to go, Maui. you know, Maui, excuse me, Miami, yeah. Maui Relief mm-hmm. Fund. Yeah. Miami's got their own problems. Maui's got the real problems <laughs> Yeah, that, that needs your money. Um, so we're going to get into all that cause it was a great show, but before Love we it. do that,
0: you know, Ooh. what we got to do right mm-hmm. before we oh, know where yeah. we're going
1: in this pro wrestling world, we got to know where we've been and we do that by use of our handy dandy spanish-announced time machine and we take a little trip God, i, I, I should have made that longer now, like, <laughs> you know what i mean like it's perfect yeah in. it's perfect because then
2: you want to do it you know what i mean if yeah. you would have done it longer then we'd be like okay you're like next. all right next
1: yeah yeah, all right. yeah.
2: <laughs> all right well let's see what happened august 21st
1: 2005 by the way, any new listeners that may be catching us for the first time, we cover all of next week's Monday through Friday, so that way you're armed each working day when you go into work, provided you work Monday through Friday like we do, uh, with a with a progressing fact that you can impress your friends with. You ready, Tom?
2: Yes. Yeah, all right. Day. August 21st,
1: 2005, mm-hmm. WWE Summer Slam was held in Washington, D.C., Chris Benoit won the United States title, defeating Orlando Jordan by submission.
2: Ooh, okay.
1: John Cena retained the WWE title, defeating Chris Jericho. Still going, Jericho. Batista retained the World Heavyweight title, defeating JBL in a no-holds-barred match. Hulk Hogan, what? Get a
2: gun. If yeah, no hold to bar, get, a gun. Barred, yeah, no get a gun. I've never yeah. understood that. A well, hand, gun's right. not a hold,
1: but you know, yeah. In, in yeah. the no DQ, get a gun. Right? Yeah. Get a gun. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan defeated Shawn Michaels. Is that, that backwards? Isn't that right? Oh, you know that was right. Yeah, Hulk Hogan defeated Shawn Michaels. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But this show is most remembered for a match with one of the most envelope pushing stipulations in company history.
2: Is, it, is this the dominic mysterio this is uh, when Rey
1: mysterio defeated eddie guerrero in a custody of dominic ladder match yes yes all those years ago now here's dominic man dominic's one of the best acts they got going right now just how despicable the guy is like you look at him and you're, you just instantly go like oh i'm not gonna like this guy not gonna yeah, like this guy
2: it's so interesting because like you know, you, you contrast that with Don Callis, right? Because you would say like the two guys that are getting the most booze in arenas when they go do their television shows would be Dominic Mysterio and then Don Callis. Don Callis, you can point to things, right? The promo, we'll talk about last night's promo and the painting and all of yeah, that. It's what he's saying. And you're like, yeah. yeah, and you're like, God damn And he also looks that way as well. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, he at. makes
1: it easy to to dislike him. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But then with Dominic Mysterio, I can't. I get it, but I can't tell you why. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like, it's. A, but I get the underlying face. cause.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Like you look at him and you're like, nah, I'm not yeah. gonna like it's anything the... this guy has to say. I don't want to like, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Might buy it's something the... he's
1: selling, but like other than that, <laughs>
2: yeah. Yet. It's the it's the one hundred percent punchable face. Like that's the thing going for him. So and that's interesting because in two thousand five, even though he's a kid, same punchable face. I would have punched him. Same,
1: but yeah, right, yeah. Tom's like I make a habit of that going around punching no. five fifth graders. I don't know, whatever fifth is. grade, yeah, yeah. ten year olds. Wow. So like, double digit.
2: Hey, if you if you reach double digits, that means I can punch you. Yeah, in we the both face.
1: got. Yeah, we're both double digit people, right? We're just yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: No well, disgrace. Can I
1: pause about that? I, we talk <laughs> about this. The football is coming back, right? And yay, the football. We love the football. Go Chiefs! You know all of that, but that means football takes are back people's dumb football stuff is coming back and i just i'm i don't know that i'm ready for it but like one of the things that that i that i am really starting to despise is when people are like you blew a double digit lead uh in whatever and i'm like you do realize double digits is anything over 10 and you you could be talking about a touchdown and a field goal lead or the largest fucking lead you've ever seen in an NFL game ever. Like you've mm-hmm. got to come up with a different fucking range. When yeah. you're talking, if somebody blew a 30 point lead versus a 10, it's a totally different thing here. We've got to categorize mm-hmm. those different. Anyway, oh. this isn't a football uh, podcast. But well,
2: <laughs> my football quick two cents is it's the, the worst thing. I cannot stand how, Here's my biggest pet peeve with football talk. With uh, first off, Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless are the equivalent to Fox News for sports coverage. It's yeah, fucking awful. It's they, they, they are horrible fucking pariahs in this industry or in that industry. My two cents though is I cannot stand, cannot stand when it's Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. No, the fuck, it's not. They don't. Josh Allen is not going to tackle Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is not going to tackle (laughs) Josh Allen. They are, they, because like the last thing I'll say, because like when uh, the playoff game, the 13 second playoff game, and they're like, did you see Josh Allen's numbers? And it's like, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes had better numbers. And also it was Patrick Mahomes going up against the number one defense and Josh Allen going up against Chris Jones and some grocery store workers, like it's not the same fucking thing that they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like this idea that it's quarterback versus quarterback, you're so fucking dumb if you say that. I get, oh, it. Joe Burrow's three and one against uh, Patrick Mahomes. The yeah. fuck he is. Yeah. No. The it, fuck he is. Yeah, they're zero and zero against each other. They don't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They've
1: been on you, teams that were right. If that Exactly. If you, want to get into if that, you tell
2: yeah. me, if you tell me it was Ray Lewis going up against. Peyton Manning, I okay, I let's see that battle. But when you tell me it's quarterback, quarterback, dude, walk to the ocean until you can't walk yeah. anymore and yeah. stay there.
1: You Talking about the uh pro bowl
2: skills test here, what are you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all exactly. right. anyhow, all right,
1: football's let's great. see what happened. Uh, well, I mean, the Chiefs are gonna win the Super Bowl, so it'll be fine by the end of the season, yeah.
2: going undefeated. Yeah.
1: <laughs> August 22nd, 2015, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn was held in Brooklyn, New York. Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Tyler Breeze. I remember that. That was awesome. That was awesome. The VOD Villains won the NXT Tag Team Titles, defeating Blake and Murphy. With Alexa Bliss, probably. Yes, probably with Alexa Bliss, yeah. The VOD Villains. What an act that was. Love it. That had potential. Yeah, but apparently one of the guys was a dick. Huh? All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's a Kansas City guy, too, isn't he? All right. Finn Balor retained the NXT title, defeating Kevin Owens in a ladder match. hmm mm-hmm. But this show is most remembered for a match that is often debated as the greatest women's wrestling match of all time.
2: It is. It's Bayley versus <laughs> Sasha Banks. But here's the thing yeah. is... It's a lot like, uh, I'm trying to find the way to say it here. Here's what I'll say about that match. That match was amazing and outstanding. I feel, however, those women, those two women, and maybe kind of that four horseman generation is living off of that. Similar to like when a high school quarterback had five touchdowns and then tells you about it when he's 36 It's like, yeah, that was great. You were a junior. You were 16. You know what I mean? Like, it was an amazing game. But life has gone on, and that's the part that I get tired of.
1: Yeah, I do feel like for a long time they came across, and maybe it was one more than the other because we don't hear about it as much anymore, uh, as that, as thinking, like, I I laid out the greatest of all time, you know? Like, I'm not to be messed with. And it was, again, like, we better or worse – much like, much like professional sports, this is kind of a "what have you done for me lately" business. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, you can have longevity like Sting sixty,
2: but he's also jumping off a of fucking <laughs> the top of shit. You know what I mean? Like he's going crazy. And and, he, yeah, yeah, and that's a perfect example because he's also not the champion. He's yeah. he's moving into different yep. spots that he fits in at right. I'm not so throwing he, a
1: tantrum about it either, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah.
2: that's the thing is. Again, it's one of my top 10 favorite matches. If you recall back in the uh, studio days, the radio station studio days, we did a top 10 and I put that in my top 10 and it's still in my top 10. Although maybe getting pushed out because AEW matches are pretty fucking Jeffrey cool. Jeffrey
1: Sills says uh, the Sasha or that match was a slapper and deserves all the praise. But I think that Brit and Thunder Rosa lights out match was better.
2: Yeah. And there, there, I, look, there have been better matches. I, I think, so if you're a fight fan and this may go for ash ash will get this better than most unless people listening are also fight fans but there is a fight in uh, 2005 it was stefan bonner versus forrest griffin it was insane it was so insane that their ratings grew by two million because people were calling each other saying watch spike tv this was before twitter and all of that stuff right and it was, it was incredible. I remember my friend calling me. I was talking to him. I was already, already watching all of that, right? So it's an iconic fight that we all talk about. There have been 200 fights better than that fight, but because of the importance, the we moment, talk about it yeah. that way, right? Mm-hmm. So with Sasha and Bailey, yes, it was that moment, but like it set a new Ripley, bar. Yeah, exactly. But like Rhea Ripley and Charlotte at WrestleMania was a better match than that, but it was still. Just incredible. You know what I'm saying? Well, and that's
1: how to be a business analyst. Says something kind of along those lines. He said, I remember randomly catching that Bailey-Sasha match after not seeing women's wrestling for years and being totally amazed at the level of improvement since I last watched. And I think that's where we remember it as the greatest women's wrestling match of all time because what we had gotten the last 20 years or ever before that, on the main stage at least, wasn't anything near that, right? Now, everything's been measured from that plus, right? So- yeah, anyway. Yeah. All right, yep, we'll
0: definitely.
1: move on. <laughs> August 23rd, 1999. WWF Monday Night Raw was held in Ames, Iowa. One well, of the Iowa State Cyclones, by the way. do you see they've had a bunch of their football players were betting uh, on the under on their team? <laughs> Don't Because, <asses>. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a smart bet. Yeah. a smart <laughs> bet, but yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah yeah all right refresh august 23rd 1999 wwf monday night raw was held in ames iowa the hardcore champion al snow wrestled to a no contest draw against road dog in a hardcore match how do you have a a draw in, in a hardcore the acolytes wrestled to a no contest draw against big show and the undertaker
2: what
1: the fuck is happening I don't here? know. Crash Holly wrestled to a no-contest draw against hardcore Holly. <laughs> Fucking no matches getting finished tonight. However, Triple H won his first WWF World Heavyweight title when he defeated the reigning champion who had just won that title less than 24 hours prior.
2: Mm-hmm. 99. 99? Triple H won it, and the guy only had it for twenty four hours. Mm -hmm. Kane lost it to Stone Cold in a day, so it can't be him. Undertaker wouldn't do that shit. He He
1: already lost on the card with the big show. Well, no, they no contest draw, of course.
2: (laughs) My gut says, and I am, I'm not good on this one because Raw's fucking Mm. does everything. I'm going to say it's Mick Foley. It's mankind. Yeah, it was mankind. Yeah, man. Now, this yeah. less than 24 hour title
1: reign, which he'd won at the night before at SummerSlam, was Foley's final WWF title
2: reign. Nah. Yeah. 24 hours. Well, <laughs> his last title reign in WWE. Correct. Remember, he was the TNA heavyweight champion because yeah. that was a.
1: They had the Legends title and stuff and like that. And the Legends mm-hmm. title. Yeah. 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 Good stuff over there. TNA. <laughs> August 24th, 1998, we just went back one year, WWF Monday Night Raw was held in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Ken Shamrock defeated Dan Severn via disqualification. Still baffles me at the time. They had some of the two, like, most legit actual fighters also doing, you know, well, I guess they were a little past their prime at the t- point, but, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they look, they were good. They were, uh, yeah, yeah. but,
2: like, you know.
1: Yeah. it also yeah it's kind of the same thing that you were talking about the the level and amount of competition at the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: was nowhere shamrock. near what it is
2: now yeah you know? yeah shamrock was a better fighter than Severn, but seven yeah. anyhow go ahead continue but yeah. yes okay. I, i'd fuck him up <laughs> kane
1: wrestled to a no contest draw against mankind in a hell in a cell match I- <laughs> again i don't know how that happens Val Venus defeated Taka Michinoku via disqualification and Bart Gunn won the finals of the first and only Brawl for All tournament via TKO over which wrestler
2: Oh man dark side of the ring so I want to say JBL but I actually don't think it's JBL I think it was the Godfather It was JBL's Brad Shaw oh, who was going him. Mm-hmm. I got it mixed yep. up. Yes, yep. uh, JBL. Boom. Yeah.
1: Now Bart Gunn was rewarded for his victory with seventy five thousand dollars and one ass whooping from Butterbean at WrestleMania fifteen in a boxing match. I, I look,
2: <laughs> I get. Here, here's my thought about the the Bra for All. A quick side tangent because I know it got a dark side of the ring and it was like the worst idea. It wasn't bad at all. The thing that made it bad was then they said, "Let's take this guy." And go up against a boxer. Right. like if if they would have done JBL, yeah. Well, if they would have done JBL versus Bart Gunn at WrestleMania, and then Bart Gunn wins by TKO, well, holy shit! Bart Gunn's a star. Bart Gunn can For wrestle a while. Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? right. Yeah, a right. A yeah. yeah. It, well, he can at least get a title shot, right? right? he can get a title shot with Stone Cold. Stone Cold proves that he's the best man in the world. Stuns him, ha ha ha! Oh, right? he's
1: forever the most legit guy that you know on camera right in canon they go oh
2: but brawl for all champion right yeah you get too greedy and this is the thing like boxing is a specific type of fighting like very specific the only thing you can do is punch to the torso or the head so there's a lot of things that bar fighters don't know what the fuck to do right so they're gonna do that stuff It's like fencing with
1: fists you
2: know what i mean it's like well, yeah. and Butterbean for being Butterbean, like these fat guys can still have fast hands and like, yeah, man. Well, and yeah,
1: like they can absorb some body blows and shit. You know what I mean? So like,
2: well, well, fucking, they're right, throw some like, shit at you. Yeah. It was just, it, yeah, you got too greedy. That's the thing that that's how I would remember uh, Brawl for All. Great idea. I wouldn't mind if they did it again. But you got too greedy, then saying, let's go up against a real boxer. Because Butterbean was a real boxer. Anyhow. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: and every indication. I mean, like, yes, he was doing the Logan Paul-esque circuit, if I remember correctly, where he wasn't going up against real fighters on his circuit as Butterbean, right? But, like, he was still, like, knocking fucks to the ground. Like, he was a highlight oh. reel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, knew
2: he was, you knew he packed a punch. Yeah, he he fought real boxers and won, but uh, yeah, he would also go up against Zulu and stuff right. like that in pride. But uh yeah. Oh, here we go. Look at this. Uh Jeffrey Sills up in here in the chat. Bonner and Griffin was unbelievable for its time. Inspired yep, just like Saw exactly. Frank Shamrock was a beast. Frank Shamrock was ahead of his time. Watch the Nick Diaz fight. That's what I'll say about Frank okay, Shamrock. All right, okay.
1: This is great. This is why we want you, if you're listening back on the podcast, uh, to know that we do this live. YouTube. Uh, It's Thursday nights. Precisely, exactly 727, right? Somewhere around there. Uh, Mahomes Standard Time, right? Central Mm -hmm. U.S. Standard Time. The one true time zone. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's get back into this, Tom. We're on our trip. we got one left. We're going to go see what happened On on August 25th, 2002. You, you, this is an easy one. WWE SummerSlam was held in Uniondale, New York. Christian and Lance Storm retained the tag team titles, defeating Booker T and Gold Dust. Rob Van Dam won the Intercontinental title, defeating Chris Benoit. I didn't realize that match happened. I forgot it all together, I guess. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels defeated Triple H in an unsanctioned street fight. That was a badass match. Love it. And The Rock lost the undisputed title to the then youngest WWE champion in history. Uh, it's Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar.
2: Here's the thing that I will say about The Rock that I would that I always uh, push back on when people are like he he's on the Mount Rushmore. Before Cena, Rock would get booed. So many fucking times as the baby face. And this is a prime example. He went in, he was doing the running the stairs and stuff like that. And he went in against Brock Lesnar and then realized, Oh shit, I'm getting booed again. Just like with Hogan. And he took the F five. And so it's like the rock was never the guy. Like he was, I'm not saying he wasn't a guy,
1: but yeah, no, but I think, you know, he rose to a point that he was up there, but the shtick, never really changed with the rock and i think that's when everybody started being like all right boo (laughs) right like and it just kind of got old and then i think yeah then he comes back right and cena's there who we're that's the new guy that we're like do something different this sucks Mm -hmm. and here comes the rock and all of a sudden we forgot you know (laughs) that like oh yeah that schtick sucks (laughs) after a while but anyway so yeah that was our good our good fun trip back in time there Seeing what happened there, and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited, though, to talk about new professional wrestling things like what we saw last night on AEW Dynamite. It was awesome. Might be an all-timer,
2: Tom's words. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's get into it. Well, hold on. Speaking of all-timers, though, we were talking about uh, SummerSlam 2002. If you've never seen the full SummerSlam 2002, worth your time. It starts off with Kurt Angle and the debuting Ray Mysterio Jr., That Mm. is worth your time right there. And then it just goes from there. It's awesome. Anyhow. Yes. Last night, I believe an all-timer for AEW Dynamite. And that says something because there was so many incredible episodes of Dynamite. Dynamite's the best television show. 100%. Easy. And it kicked off, as it should, with an all-time episode with Orange Cassidy. Man, he is the new... WCW Cruiserweights in the first hour. He just kicks off the show every single time, it feels like.
1: Yeah, that is. It's a, a great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and here he is uh, as the international champion, taking on former student, now rival, Willer, Willier, Utah. And uh, man, they got after it. What'd you think of this opening contest for the international championship? I will say so.
1: There was an energy in the crowd that it felt like, and this proved true, it felt like a big night, right? Coming mm-hmm. out the gate, Orange Cassie's mm-hmm. going, the crowd's all behind it. Wheeler Uta comes out, and I thought, Who okay, right? This one's going to be one of these, like, hard-hitting matches, and uh-oh, is this when we... You know, is Tony Khan gonna pull the uh let's you know, let's do the uh let's give the belt up. And so I was worried. A couple of them close calls, I was like, Woo, man, I thought I thought it was over for Cassidy for a while. Excellent match. They had me, you know what I mean. I'm more of a storyline guy, but this match had me kind of really honed in on the on the back and forth.
2: Well, there's definitely a story, right? Former Mm -hmm. student goes up against teacher. Former student is now with the bad guys of the BCC. The student who never really cared now does kind of care. Yeah, there's plenty of story in there. There's a lot of meat on the bone. I thought maybe something crazy was going to happen when Moxley and Claudio walked out. When they became ringside and were just hovering around and Orange Cassidy was like looking at him. Because at one point in this match, Orange Cassidy does the paradigm shift to yuda and then yeah. looks at moxley is like what's it looked, up now and
1: then did the yeah like yeah. Mid, mid like look at him and was like watch this
2: mm. yeah got him with it awesome so orange cast oh, hey they actually caught it in the shot
1: well, well we're it is a of bit things. of a wide shot but
2: they, they got it <laughs> they got it just i know just <laughs> god bless it orange i mean not orange but uh AW, just just keep the hard cam just keep the hard cam that's all you need that's why and, they
1: got this shot though is because the hard cam was on a better yeah. a, there would have been a better shot but they got it with the hard yeah. cam kind of what you're saying keep it on the hard cam you're going to get most of everything
2: yeah like again I always say ECW uh, as the standard barrier barrier so much of their stuff was just the hard cam, right? All the chairs being thrown in during the Terry Funk, man, uh, Mick Foley match, hard cam. Uh, Bam Bam and Taz going through the ring, hard cam. Like you don't need fucking d- 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 hundred cuts, hard cam. Anyhow, yeah. that was my uh, make quick, the cuts uh, when you have note. an
1: absence of motion. But like during a Wheeler, Utah, Orange Cassidy match, not many times where there's not
2: motion, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also stop showing the crowd. But yeah. anyhow, Yo, Orange man. Cassidy, yeah, I hate.
1: Yeah. uh they Why did that during the Sting st- thing, where we had to watch yeah. the crowd watching the Sting on the video. Yeah, that bothered me.
2: I don't fucking care about a ten-year-old's reaction. Anyhow, Orange Cassidy got the victory. Said, Even if I had
1: a ten-year-old, I wouldn't care about their damn Oh, man.
2: oh, I'd punch <laughs> my kid. If if he got on the screen, I'd fucking hit him. Like, Get him off. Go back to Sting. This so, is bullshit.
1: Like, when when like when you're at a sporting event and people see that they're on the thing and they, like, punch their kid, they're like, look up, you would be, like, just slapping him in the face and be, yeah. like, pushing him off of the screen, yeah. yeah, push him right off. Yeah. Go
2: back. I would like, be like, go back. Yeah. You'd be
1: looking at the camera and be like, fucking. Go back, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go back, back to back the game. The fucking screen. Go
2: back to the game. want to, to see my game. homes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, my homes is walking now. I don't fucking care about my kid. Fucking go see my homes. I'm not Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Yeah. Who the fuck <laughs> wants to watch these neck beards out in the crowd? <laughs> Anyhow, Orange Cassidy gets victory. So before we go into the post match, I want to ask you here, Orange Cassidy. So we don't have a title match. Spoiler: We'll get to it uh at all out or excuse me, all in. Who's if you had a crystal ball? Not who. Not saying you're writing it. I'm not saying you get to write it here. I'm saying who do you think they? Tony Khan powers that be whatever you may say who do you think they are picking to beat orange Cassidy because he's gone through god dang everyone
1: so yeah I don't think they have somebody yet right it would be and it's not this person but remember when Wardlow was leaving MJF and it was like it's time to push Wardlow it's going to be somebody in that position right it's going to be this like upcoming mid card that we think oh we could have a new star here let's have him beat orange Cassidy right and so uh, I'm trying to think of who fits that bill currently. Uh, Junk mm, jungle boy. Mm. But right now he's tied up with the FTW thing. So like, yeah. you know, I, th- I feel like that's off to the side. I mean, and then hooks kind of
2: tied up into that. So yeah, you know, I, I you think know? it is. Hmm. I think it's Moxley. I think at all out the Chicago show two weeks later, I think Moxley's going to win it. Now be
1: the international champion. And you know, yeah. look, he likes to travel around and do
2: the, you know, the oh, other spots, right? He did, PW, he did PWG for the mm-hmm. first time, yep. grabbing that title and go to putting, Japan. Yeah. Putting that title on other people's television. Oh, a million percent should do that. Uh, I'm just curious of like, so whoever does beat him, the next because Orange Cassidy's like solidified as, like I said, opening dynamite with the international championship match. And then we go from there. What will happen? That, I'm very interested in yeah. the next not to say that I'm tired of current. I'm just interested in what happens next.
1: The, the thing with Moxie, uh, Moxley beating him for the international champion. I know Tony Khan has said that like he doesn't view things like the TBS championship or the TNT championship as a mid card title, right? It's just another title, right? Some may, you know, you may deem some others more prestigious, right? But um, so, you know, it doesn't have to like be a mid card and you can say maybe orange cassidy has risen himself out of the mid card with this long run perhaps but um man moxley taking it your your question of like well who takes it off of orange cassidy he's like well man like what you know what i mean like who could take it off of moxley that wouldn't be taking it down a notch i mean it
2: would almost have to go down a notch i guess but eh, oh i i have it i have it in my brain how i would do it but I'll, i'll share that later I'll share it now. I would have you to then beat him. I would have you to be like, I'm fucking now the fucking man. And so I'm taking this from you. Like, what? Since you got and that then, title,
1: you got lazy. I'm yeah. helping you keep it, right?
2: Have that run yeah, for a while, well, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then there you go. And then you has the belt. So, anyhow, that's what I would do. But great. let's talk about last time. Damn, hire Tom. I know, I know, I know, I know. Just the work remote. Right. You, know, you got to give an office. Damn. Big brain, big yeah. brain here. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about what happened last night. The Blackpool Combat Club attacks Orange Cassidy before he could even get up after the three count. Yeah.
1: Boots to the face. Yeah. And Claudio came in just fucking
2: stomping him. Yeah. He liked to, it looks like he <laughs> likes to hit Orange Cassidy, yeah. which maybe there's something there that we don't know. But then the best friends come down uh, and they're unsuccessful with their attack. Uh, and then here comes the Lucha Bros, which. Side note: I just I don't know why I love this, but when luchadors are in street clothes but still have their mask on, it's yeah. just so much. Yeah, especially fun. like a I nice don't... suit
1: and stuff. <laughs> 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 it's like yeah, but it, it's not even that right. Like they're in street clothes that might be like a black shirt, right? Just normal jeans, right? Nice shoes, and then it's like. Purple, orange, green, yellow mask. (laughs) And just like, whoa, that's out of place. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a
2: bedazzled headgear. And then these like rhinestones
1: and shit on it. Yeah. It's just a dragon on your face.
2: (laughs) Why not? So we got the best friends. We've got the Lucha Bros. And then because BCC still have the upper hand, here comes the best pro wrestler in the world. Mm. Eddie. Kingston and you know what he does he doesn't give a shit about anything else but Claudio and he beats the fuck out of Claudio they're going back and forth back and forth BCC then run out and then Eddie Kingston gets on the mic and then just throws an atom bomb into all in and announces it's going to be Eddie Kingston the Lucha Bros the best friends and Orange Cassidy taking on the three members of the Blackpool Combat Club, and then three members, uh, whoever else they can find. So, Tim, yeah, put you on the spot. Uh, who's the other three? Who you pick? Here, here's what I'll say: Who do you think? And then who do you want? Oh, there there,
1: you I think it's gonna be somebody from the ROH tie-in with Claudio and and Eddie, right? <laughs> I don't know who all is involved in their past and history, right? But somebody's still tied in over there they'll tie that in right they'll bring two people over from there um oh, yeah. you know or maybe one from there and one from japan right we'll get something like that who would i want it to be ah well i mean i want it to be brian danielson but that ain't gonna happen right.
2: um Unfortunately.
1: yeah they would have to uh, they would have to start going around and being like we need we need to find killers people who are murderers and they see powerhouse Hobbs like lifting cinder blocks back Ooh. and they're like okay we need one more right like <laughs> you know what i mean one more. And Moxie maybe just, you know, hands him some cash or something. He's like, let's talk, right? So we get we get powerhouse and then
2: um Hold gosh. On. Okay. Hold on. I like that idea. Yeah. Quick side note. This is what I would do with that. I love powerhouse hobbs in there. I did not consider him. I'll yeah. tell you who I'm considering. But powerhouse hobbs, if powerhouse hobbs says yes, but I'll only be on your team if QT Marshall is also on the team, would be hilarious. <laughs> If Cutie Marshall was in a stadium stampede match? Oh,
1: oh, you you don't even do that. Yeah, Cutie Marshall and Will Hobbs are are back stage, right, doing something. They're like Cutie's like coaching him. He's lifting something weird, right, just massive or something. That's where they're like, or they just see him like his training is is like ripping apart doors in the arena or something. So they're like, all right, we need one more, and they're like, hey, he's with us, right? And Cutie's like, he's not with you. He's with me. And they're like they're like no we need him for this right and they're like whatever and he's like we're together pal right like and he does that and he like negotiates like no no you got to pay him whatever and i'm coming along and they'll be like fuck whatever we can win with these four right like yeah. <laughs> fucking just like let them slaughter him fuck it right yeah. yeah yeah but they're not gonna do that um yeah powerhouse and then god who else is like a ruthless
2: <sighs> you, got, you got someone who hasn't been on tv in a while mm. that can come back Mm. You mentioned them earlier. What oh, if War? What if yeah, Warlow shows... put in like Warlow with the with the powerhouse there? That and be interesting. the BCC.
1: Yeah, because then they they could even have some like I know they're on the same team here, but like, yeah, mm. I mean that would fit. That would fit, and that would give them something to do with them. I know they've been wanting to put Warlow into something. And last time he was in a big match like this, right? We said he went all out, right? He oh, he really yeah, gave he, it his he, all. He will... So the thing with this, That's this is for sure it is a, it is a stadium stampede given it's a wembley stadium it's that size of a, of a of a building here and so it's a stadium stampede this can't be like the first stadium stampede that was primarily of comedic value if you ask me right like there, oh, i yeah. felt mm-hmm. like it was very heavily tense so this is more going to be akin to anarchy in the arena is how i feel this is going to go down however i bet there'll still be some fun spots with i mean it's london it's wembley arena they're going to throw in some british stuff We're gonna have some cameos, so I'm excited for this. I'm I'm I am interested to see how they do Stadium Stampede with people, with yeah, with people, and then also, uh, well, maybe they pre-tape Stadium Stampede, huh? But how do they do it, like where it's not, you know, eighty percent comedy spots, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but then it doesn't just feel like a Falls Count Anywhere match, right? We need something special here, yeah.
2: Yeah, so. Jeffrey Sills kind of stole who I think. So, Jeffrey Sills and Jeffrey oh. Todd are talking about here. And Jeffrey Sills says, Pride and powerful yes. Nigel McGinnis. I think my thought instantly, because I think Moxley is going to look at Eddie Kingston and go, I'm going to break your heart. I'm going to break your heart. You have broken my heart. We were friends. You sided with the dumb shit. Now I'm going to break your heart because you're a baby. I think he does get. Pride and Powerful. And then I also think yeah, he gets Homicide. His best friend, right? Well, they only homicide. need two,
1: right? Because this is five on five?
2: No, it's six on six. Oh. They need three.
1: Who then, who all is on the other side? It's Eddie. It's Eddie. The Lucha Bros. Lucha
2: Bros. Orange Cassidy. Yep. And, and oh, the and the best friends.
1: friends, right? I forgot Orange Cassidy in there. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yep. I think it's going to be Santana Ortiz and then Eddie Kingston's mentor, Homicide. And it's going to be those guys because I mean, look, I just said those names. Who is the closest thing to Blackpool Combat Club? Who isn't in Blackpool Combat Club? Yeah. Those three fucking guys. If somebody's going
1: to show up and start stabbing motherfuckers at this match, it's going to be yeah. those three dudes. Yeah, the guy's oh. name is Homicide.
2: And I just because I want this to be it's so in the name. Yeah, what I what I would love this is this is my secret hope is. If you recall, go back to MJF's list of when he became champion and he ripped off Cody Rhodes and he wrote down the list of all the people. Yeah. And in there, he wrote Edward, Eddie Kingston, right? My hope in this match is that Eddie Kingston works out his demons and dominates Moxley, Homicide, Santana, Ortiz, and they win... And it's, it's Eddie Kingston who, and it beats Claudio obviously too, but it's Eddie Kingston who comes out like, holy shit. And then again, I told you this before we started recording, I have no fucking idea what we're doing with MJF and Adam Cole, but once it wraps up, right. Once ever, whatever that is that wraps up, I want it then to be MJF who most likely will retain Looking up and like, I told you guys we're coming up on 2024. There's no one here. And then it's Eddie fucking Kingston. Like I wanted at the beginning yeah. of the year, coming out around this time. But what and we need
1: together. is what- we need, if that happens, we need MJF back being the slimy rich.
0: That's fucking, what I think. Tim. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. my, Side note, we'll get back to the – the well, uh, well, we'll save it. Uh, I'll, I'll save it for when we get there. Okay. So, yeah, we got Anarchy uh, in the arena. Stadium Stampede. Or, excuse me, sta- Stadium Stampede mm-hmm. at Wembley Stadium all in. Incredible. Okay, so then we go back uh, to Jacksonville, because why not? And it's Jim Ross and Kenny Omega. And Kenny's like, hey, I'm tired of this Don Callis in my life. He's always been in my life. He was friends with my uncle, the Golden Cheek. He kind of alludes to like Don Callis giving him steroids. He
1: flat out allude. He basically. Yeah. yeah
2: which He's was like, weird.
1: The vials. I didn't know the name. Like I couldn't pronounce the names. He said, take your vitamins.
2: <laughs> I was just yeah. like, Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah, you kind of told on yourself. I don't know yeah. why you did that. Yeah.
1: Um, Uh, No wonder your upper body is so much wider than your lower body. That makes sense.
2: It's it's fucking... You're built like a triangle. That's an upside-down triangle. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. his lats are incredible. Um, But then Kenny Omega is basically going through and saying, Don Callis needs to get out of my life. Well, then guess who shows up? It's Don Callis. And Don's like, JR, if you're trying to work out all these therapy sessions, it's going to take 10 hours. This guy is a mess. And then Kenny Omega's like, what are you going to do, Don, like you piece of shit? And then here comes Juice and Jay White, which I was thinking, if they ever want to go comedy, they should call themselves Juice and Jay, like gin or Jay and Juice, like gin and gin yeah. and juice, okay. Jay and Juice. Yeah. Like they should be like <laughs> sipping on gin. Uh, but Jay and Jay White and Juice Robinson come out and they beat the shit out of them, mm-hmm. and they're hanging them or whatever. They're beating the fuck out of them. Jim Ross doesn't know what to do, which was weird that we showed him because yeah that
1: look that is so weird. Well, it, Cause it made me for a second. I was like, Jim Ross had something to do with this. I was
2: like, yeah, <laughs> like, it kind yeah. of looked like he was like, well, this my is work he here is done. Learned. Yeah. Thanks
1: for the money, Don.
2: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it, it, breaking kayfabe and kind of peeking behind the curtain, Jim Ross can't really emote too well. Correct. Because of current. So, yeah, so he can only look
1: did... slightly disgusted. Right. Like that's yeah. all. Yeah.
2: So I don't know why we did that to him. It felt mean, but anyhow, uh, then all of a sudden, Takesha comes out and he's breaking boards over uh Kenny Omega's back and they're beating the shit out of him. And so he leaves, uh, to go to the hospital because Kenny Omega's fucked up. And then Don Callis is back in the ring. So that was earlier in the day. We get back from that backstage segment interview, beatdown, whatever you want to call it. And Don Callis is, uh, excuse me. I'm out of order here. So Takeshita beats up Kenny Omega. Then we go to hangman Adam Page, who is outside of the hospital, and he's standing by the ambulance, and he's like, you guys, you fucked up. And Jay White, you knew this. You should have finished the job. You didn't. So at Wembley, all in, it's going to be the golden elite, which is Kota Ibushi, hangman Adam Page, and Kenny Omega versus Jay White. Takeshta and Juice Robinson. I wrote this on our Twitter and I want to get your feedback on this. I wrote this on Twitter. I kind of want Don Callis to solidify this family because so much of this has been hired guns. You well, know what yeah, I mean? Because also,
1: so, and we've talked about this, you know, things blend. They don't always have to be, you know, like you have friends outside of other friends, but. Of
2: course. Yeah. But
1: they're calling it a faction over here with the bullet club gold with the guns and in with the you know like the the gun mm-hmm. club in with these guys but yet so are they part of this too like that's kind of remember when we had the same thing with the um stokely hathaways group right we were kind of like so some people are half in it sometimes the firm or whatever right yeah like, but other firm, times yeah. not like i don't get what's right. going on like why the guns yeah. were there why weren't they out there also kicking some ass
2: yeah i just think i i i truly think that Don Callis should solidify this family because it's really just to as like every day, he's going to be there for you. Right. And then everyone else is kind of hired guns, but I would solidify it. I would have Will Ospreay, which we'll get to, to and then the gang bang group come over and what's, what's their name? That's it. Right. Gang bang, bang, group?
1: Bang, group. bang, bang, bang.
2: Gang, yeah. Gang, 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 style. And, yeah, there it is. I, I'm, 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 all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> And then those motherfuckers join. Cause they can still be the gangbang group, right? Like they can still do their fucking thing, but they're part you of always be the, bang,
1: the gang group. Is, yeah. You could always
2: is. do it. Cause you got and three of you. A,
1: you, can like... yeah, you
2: can always be the gangbang. And so like still call them that and have them over in collision, but they're Don Callis's family. Like Don Callis can show up and do these things and be Don Callis gangbang
1: needs- gang. Bang gang.
2: Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Gang bang all the way. You know what I mean? Yeah. 69 me, Don. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. It's there. Which again, and we'll
1: talk about it later. But I thought we were kind of heading to a solidified Don Callis family, but
2: Right. No. But one thing I want to get your opinion on, and I think you have it, yeah, you have it on our one shot here. So uh Hangman is outside of the <laughs> hospital. The best, yeah now I can't remember. I think it was Tempest who with Wrestle Talk or something like that. Mentioned he's like, oh, wait a minute, Hangman's drinking again because we really haven't seen him. So he won the title and he had to be right. Oh, there he goes. But like as far as in character doing interviews, yeah, he hasn't drank. He hasn't had he- the
1: drink in his hand for a while, right?
2: But now his friends in the hospital and he's stressed. Well, so are we getting? Spiral we down, sad drunk hangman, hangman again. Because he chugs his beer and then hands it to the security guard. And like, all right, well, I don't have beer. Sad
1: anymore. drunk, uh well intentioned hangman is one of the best stories
2: we've got. Oh my god, the first three years of AEW with Hangman being the main character was so fucking great. Anyhow, so what do you think though? Do you think that's or do you think it was just a one off? Like, hey, I just chug a beer because I'm hangman. What do you think? Well, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, you know
1: the spot we get shortly after this is at the moment, like I, I want to say it was all just for that spot to make hangman look cool. Right. But we should pay attention if we're seeing it Mm -hmm. more often than every time. Now there's probably a reason, right? It's a definitive choice at that point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I feel as if the elite again, peeking behind the curtain, I think they think everything is important. So if hangman drinks, that means something. Oh, yeah, It's very similar to like when you watch a play, if there's a gun on stage, yeah. that gun will get shot yeah. by somebody. Oh, right? They're
1: very, they're very swifty. Like, right. Like everything's got a meaning. Everything's yeah. got, it may come up later. It may right. seem innocuous right now, but everything's mm-hmm. foreshadowing.
2: Everything's got a purpose. So I'm interested about the hangman character going into Wembley, but now we switch gears. Now I'm back on track here with my notes. Uh, then Don well, Callis is you, out. You
1: forgot that the the best part of that was the guy comes over and he's like hey sir i'm sorry you, you this is a hospital you can't be drinking the beer here right and just him just being like oh, are you fucking serious and he's like all right and then just fucking chugs that whole thing and he's just like all right thanks <laughs> like there was yeah. just this calm thing like he didn't mm-hmm. leave right he's just like all right here do something
0: <laughs> like i'm yeah. here yeah
1: i love. mean that's what you do yeah, you don't yeah. you
2: know like, i'm not throwing this away here yeah man, well i'm not leaving
1: you. the beer's leaving <laughs> <I'm> yeah. <gone. laughs>
2: right yeah All right. So now we switch gears. Don Callis is already in the ring and he is being showered with booze. And then he says, here is Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho with his bedazzled boots walks down to the ring. And they're doing this whole like, you're going to join. I don't know. Are you going to join? And then finally. Jericho goes, you know what? Yeah, I need to go back to the world championship Don Callis, you're the guy that can get me there. Well, the, the key Let's thing that
1: I, that I caught was he was saying the shit they did to me taught me that maybe I need to do things differently. And then he's like, and he was like, that's when he was like, normally, no. He's like, I don't fucking join factions. I create them. But he had just said, I need to do things differently now. So he was like, fuck it, I'm in, right? And I, it took me for I was literally folding clothes, kind of just listening, right? And I was just like, well, and he's like. Jordan, I was just, I literally stopped and kind of looked back and I was like, are we fucking doing this? I was like, are we about to fucking do this? And Don Callis had the same look on his face too, right? I almost kind of was like, did Don expect this? And he was just like, you serious? <laughs> and, and that interaction, right? That interaction was really, was really killing me. And I thought we were going to go there, right? I thought we were going to get this, like over the next couple of weeks, they're sharing in this, like, just being debaucherous, right? Like getting in bar fights, doing everything sleazy together, but we didn't get that as we continue on. Right.
2: <laughs> right. So what we get is as they go out uh, walking out of the ring, Jericho goes, Hey, wait a minute. There's like, there's a covered gift or something. What, what is this? Another painting. And Don's like, ah, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't look mm-hmm. at it, man. Just don't look at it. And Jericho goes, I'm going to look at it. So he takes the, the cover off of the painting and it's a painting of Don Callis holding Jericho's disembodied head. Yeah. It's a great painting complete with very noticeable Don Calis
1: Scar. I love that he's like leaning into that
2: thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's
1: so great. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so he's holding the head in this painting, and Jericho goes, Wait a minute. Did you not think I was going to join? And Don was like, Come on. Misunderstanding. This is a joke. Right. The person fucked up. I I don't even know. Yeah, what the this story was. kept
1: changing. Right, this
2: was the joke. Yeah.
1: Oh no, the person clearly fucked up. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything is is coming out. Yeah. And Jericho essentially bullies him into say say what you're gonna say. What? Why? Why? Why is this? And Don's like, fine. I think you weren't gonna join. I think you're an egomaniac and you don't do this with others. You need to be the uh, focus of attention, and in this, you wouldn't be. So I thought you would say no. And then Jericho's like, like, so you'd kill me? The- like, you right, were going to yeah. fucking kill me over that?" <laughs> well, and then so Jericho's like, you piece of shit. Basically, here's the flaw in the segment, is before the painting, Jericho says, hey, I want to join you because you're a piece of shit. Because you're a piece of shit. Yeah, that's why I thought, like, we were just going to move past this. I thought he was going to be like, I like it. That's smart,
1: right? And I thought they were going to go off and...
2: Yeah, Just hug it out
1: like I thought it was going to be a funny
2: moment. Yeah and so they're going back and forth and essentially they're basically like hey you suck well you suck. It started
1: too. to get a little uncomfortable. I was kind of like have you guys been holding this back? you really wanted to say this to
2: each other? Because it felt a little real. Yeah I mean it, well it got real to the point where Don Callis slaps Jericho and then Jericho grabs Don and look Jericho you've been doing this for 36 years or whatever it's been but like if you're gonna so own it, man, don't hold them and then wait and look back for Takeshita to then show up. Like if you have a spot, I get it, but like let him fuck up, not you. Yeah, you if know? you have
1: a spot, again, yeah, you're waiting for the thing, but like you can still hold him and fucking give him a what for? Don knows had to roll with it, right? Like give him a one two to the body or something,
2: right? You know what I mean? And yeah. so Takeshita attacks him, and Jericho fights that off. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna beat your as Takeshita. And then here comes out of nowhere, Will Ospreay. And he goes, wop Cause again, he's a Don Callis affiliate associate, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm.
1: And doesn't like Jericho.
2: Right. And doesn't like Jericho. And he leaves him bloody. Sammy Guevara comes out with a bat and he's like, Hey, get out of here. And they run off. And that's how we leave the segment. So I'll, I'll say this to you. Mm-hmm. I get it. Jericho got attacked. But at the start of this segment, Jericho said, I want to be bad. So why would I care who wins this? That's the flaw in the story.
1: Right. Yeah. Now, like, I don't have sympathy for Jericho. He got what he, like, play with the fire, get burned, right? Like, this is reap what you sow. Now, if it's an overarching story where we get, you know, opponent after opponent after opponent, is Jericho reaping what he sowed over the years? Maybe you know time will tell well, but but, but yeah, we you know right now that, it's just kind yeah.
2: of oh. yeah well we kind of did that with the uh five labors of jericho when mjf kind of put him through that you know yeah. what i mean so i don't I- know it just feels like i don't care who wins this one i get it on paper will osprey is english so you're going to put him on the show and jericho is your biggest name so you're gonna put him on the show yeah. too but it doesn't i fit. don't
1: care about who wins this because a i don't fucking care about will osprey and two like i i don't care about jericho versus will osprey i know they've been dying to get it done as they alluded to uh, but I, I don't care i care about don Callis, chris jericho maybe right right now you've kind of fucked it up and muddied those waters but mm-hmm. um as long as we keep the focus there And maybe this isn't the end of it. Maybe this has time to course correct. But if it's not going to course correct, then let's get this match done and say, man, that was weird and be done with
2: it. Yeah. If I had the pen or pencil, right, this is how I would have done the segment, right? You have Jericho say, I'm joining the family, right? And he goes, yeah, let's do it. And then he does. He looks at the thing. But instead of then going into this after he sees what the painting is, is instead of his tone being you piece of shit, because he knew that. Yeah, I I wish his tone was, man, you really didn't believe in me. And he's almost broken hearted. Right. He's like, oh, my God. And then Don Callis. Well, But Don Callis goes the grand plan. Not saying this verbatim, but Don Callis goes the grand plan is to destroy you. I didn't care if you said yes or no. This is how you were going to end. And then you have Takeshita and Will Osprey. Now I have sympathy because Jericho thought he had a legit yeah. friend. So that's and- it.
1: He's like, oh, I get it. Like, okay, so you weren't going to. He's like, yeah. He's like, ah, oh, but man, like you didn't think I would like after all everything, like you didn't see I was struggling. I, like I turned my, my back on my friends and they all walked out on me for you, man. Like you didn't believe I was going to. Right.
2: And then Don-, but I was then, like, but oh. then Don Callis. But yeah, Don Callis goes. I don't give a yeah. shit. Like, like, oh, you're right. I destroyed but that's your group because I don't fucking care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just destroyed your group because I don't like you. I'm now destroying you because I don't like you. And I'm ending your career because yeah. after 30 years, you need to go.
1: Points of the painting. I did that figuratively. Now we do it
2: literally.
1: literally. And then,
2: yeah. Whop, boot to the face. Stomp yeah. out. And now I have sympathy for Jericho, mm-hmm. right? But the way they did it was. Well, you're a bad guy, and I'm a bad was I didn't like it. Anyhow, let's move past that. Hire Tom. Yeah, I mean, come on. Big brain. Big brain. brain. Uh, Let's go uh, to a quick video package. Jack Perry says, basically, hey, this shit's stupid. I'm retiring this FTW championship. Taz goes, what did he say? Yeah, he's like, did he? What the? yeah now in this video package jack perry does have some good lines now i'm mr wednesday night because i need rvd i'm the coolest guy i made this belt and now he's like
1: only thing better than being the you know the first is the last right like so yeah i'm gonna retire
0: this
2: so next week he says he's retiring the belt now that's the week before all in Mm -hmm. are we seeing hook show up to the not retire the belt and that's how we get to the match at Yeah, something
1: somebody you know somebody or some crew of, of ecw originals you know prevents the retiring whatever that means right whether it's a dumpster or it's a you know like potential peril for the actual you know physical structure of the belt right um somebody saves it and then or you know before you do that right uh you know put it on the line and he's like what do i get out of this and then they have to offer him something i don't know what it is right maybe career versus title or something or i don't you know but right to stop him from throwing it in the fire or whatever it is right like career versus title or whatever
2: right i love that idea Mm -hmm. i love that idea here's how you do it here's how you do it here's how you do it i like this now I don't know how to do the logistics. Cause I've never done a pro wrestling show like in real life. Right. But yeah, have something to where there's a trash can in the middle of the ring and there's a fire and Jack Perry walks out and he has the title mm. and he goes, I'm retiring. Yeah, it's thing. like one of the
1: metal crunching machines or something, right? Like he's just like something right fucking, yeah.
2: Dangling. Something safe. Yeah. Something safe. Cause we're going to get wild here in a second. Right, right. Okay. But you have the title and he's like, I'm fucking done with this. This title's stupid. Taz on commentary takes off his headset and he walks down and he goes, you piece of shit again. He can't say that, but you well, might head say head. that because you right. But he's like, you piece of shit. This is, this is my life's work. I I am okay with other people holding it, but there is a lineage. There is a meaning behind FTW and you're not going to throw that away. And then Jack Perry goes, what are you going to do about it? Taz? You're an old man. And then you put him in a corner because Taz can't fight, right? Taz, I mean, Taz can't fight, but Taz isn't going to fight. You know what I mean? And then Taz is like, and then that's when Hook comes out and Hook comes to save his dad, right? No, you ain't going to fucking touch my dad, right? And then, Hook, and then Taz says for Hook, because again, Hook doesn't cut promos. Taz says for Hook, Wembley Stadium, Hook versus Jack Perry. Jack Perry says, I'll do it, Taz. But when I win, you're both gone. Taz, you're out of here. Hook, you can join join him. I like that. What
1: if somehow something different happens and, and Taz is involved, but he somehow helps Jungle Boy retain it over no, no, Hook. No, no. And he's like, well, you were a bitch. You didn't go after him for it. You know what I mean? You're not now, a real man like yeah. he is.
2: Well, Wimbly, we can get to that when we get to it. But I'm saying for next week, you have yeah, yeah. Jack Perry say, I'm only doing this if Taz well, yeah. leaves,
1: so yeah, so we set that up. Then we get to Wembley, right? And then maybe yeah, Taz. That's like, the mm.
2: right. Then we can get to whatever. And the
1: stipulation's but, a little off, though. So I don't know, but we. out. Right,
2: yeah, but I would have Taz. Taz's career. Make a commentary. Fuck yeah. A commentator never fucking has to put his career. AEW at Thank all,
1: right? Yeah, you have to leave AEW. Yeah. Period. You can't work here at yeah. all. Not in the yeah, back. Exactly. You can't take out the trash. Nothing. Nothing. We're out of here. Yeah, you can't sell tickets like, to this motherfucker.
2: And I'm retiring this title because both of you guys fucking suck. Title and you. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, what happens here now? Darby Allen. That's what it is. That's my notes. Darby Allen's music hits. Uh, but Darby doesn't come out alone. He comes out uh, with Nick Wayne. And Nick Naveen. Wayne. Yeah. And they beat up on uh, the Gates of Agony. And yeah. boom, 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 boom. Here they go. And then Swerve Strickland's music hits and he comes down with AR Fox. And then we go to a commercial break and we get the match of uh, the Gates of Agony versus Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. Nothing to write home about Nick Wayne and Darby Allen win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's the fun part because I did look Prince Nana's dance is a fucking amazing part of AW. Yeah. Oh, he does this I he Yeah. I Here's the thing. I thought he was coming out with Swerve. So, I stood up as my wife was reading and I start doing the Prince <laughs> Nana cuz I want to I fucking love yeah. it. Yeah. Shout out to Prince Nana for retweeting us. I love that. Mm-hmm. But I started doing it and then I was like, "Wait a minute. Like he's not out there. Like where is he?" So, I kind of was like, "Oh man, did he like not get booked yeah. for the show yeah. or whatever?" Right? Well, boy was I wrong. So, after the match sting is up on the big screen and he's got that red paint coming from his mouth like i talked about last week it's
1: growing a little bit
2: growing a little bit and now he's doing a little of the jack nicholson uh looks of the old joker i love it and he has prince nana and he goes man uh isn't this great me and him
1: we're having a great conversation over here
2: yeah, we're just we're gonna we're gonna have so much piling it up, and we're gonna have a great time when we stick you in this coffin, Prince Nana, in nine days or whatever it was, and then eleven Swerve days, they are, eleven, 11 day, days, yeah. yeah. Swerve and Ar Fox they run down there, and Prince Nana finds a way to get out, and Sting's like, "Who do I talk to?" What yeah, do I yeah. Do He's like,
1: "Come back! We were having such fun."
2: <laughs>
0: He's such a yes.
1: weirdo. Sting Joker is one of my favorite. Joker Sting is one of my favorite stings. And and I've always lamented like that it happened so much in TNA because I didn't see all of it, right? Because I wouldn't watch TNA at that point that much other than some of the highlights. And I just thought, man, I should have seen more of this earlier in the career. This was some fun stuff.
2: Well, shout out to Impact Wrestling on Twitter for immediately posting a video of the complete history of Joker Sting in Impact Wrestling. Great timing. Mm-hmm. Great timing. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting Joker Sting with Darby Allen in a coffin match against Swerve Strickland and AR Fox. This thing's gonna get
1: weird. Yeah.
2: It's almost like it's almost like you're eating a whole bag of Tootsie Rolls at one time. You know what I mean? Like Tootsie Rolls are fucking good. Yeah. When you're throwing them all at me i'm happy but i know i'm gonna be sick yeah like, like can i
1: save some of these for later i don't want to eat them all right now
2: <laughs> i mean we've got because look at this just what we've talked about so far we have a coffin match we have stadium stampede we've got mjf and adam cole in a tag match to the start. bro
1: chachos implode
2: <laughs> yeah and then in the main event so it's just it's it's too many tootsie rolls it's too it's, many
1: tootsie rolls <laughs>
2: i don't know what to do i love it all but i'm gonna be sick oh man speaking of amazing things that just keeps on rolling this show
1: Uh, yeah so (laughs) we get
2: mjf and adam cole and they're at a steakhouse
1: god so and
2: mjf and mjf says hey if we're gonna beat aussie open like we gotta we gotta become aussie open we gotta think like aussie open so we got to go to Outback Steakhouse. we got to go to their
1: environment. yeah.
2: <laughs> and Adam Cole's like, I love, love this. Yeah. And MJF's like, don't fraternize with the enemy. And they get in there. And they're eating, you know, they're doing all this stuff. You see MJF keep looking at this mural or painting, whatever you want to call it, of a kangaroo kicking a man. And he's just like, okay, I see that. Yeah. And then they walk out and he's like mjf is like i don't know how we're going to beat them that was amazing If that's just their food yeah. how good is this the best food like, i've
1: ever ate in my life like yeah we yeah. can we can't beat them if they're this good at, at food they're going to be
2: better at wrestling <laughs> yeah and then adam cole's like get out of it like stop it get out yeah, of it! yeah at one thing. point he was
1: just screaming blooming onion over and over yeah, and he's blo- like blooming
2: onion, blo- onion blo- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then cole says i've got an idea and it's better and so then we switch gears and we're backstage And it's the two of them sitting on some equipment gear. And Adam Cole goes, I got something for us. It's Crocodile Dundee one and And two. two. (laughs) We're going to watch it. And MJF's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool and everything. But, like, check out these kangaroos. Watch how they're fighting. Yeah. I love that Adam
1: Adam Cole's like, okay, I paid $5.99 for this.
2: Yeah, (laughs) this is $5.99, but I guess we're going to watch your shit. Cool. And so somehow they can compensate. He's it. mad about six bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't want to just waste six dollars. Uh, and so before we switch gears to their uh, training, MJF gets up and goes, "I've got it. I've got what we're gonna do: the kangaroo kick." And he he gets in he gets into kangaroo uh,
1: posturing and then does this kick. Yeah. And he's, like, so impressed with himself. He's like, yeah. (laughs) Like, like he's got his, like, evil laugh. Like, he's taking
2: over the world. (laughs) And Adam Cole then has, like... Oh, he says... He was like, listen,
1: you've had a lot of ideas.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this moment of clarity where he's like, look, you've had a lot of great stuff. This is the worst of them, though. The worst. And so then... (laughs) They 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 uh, concoct this way of having alligators out. And I don't know who this guy was, a janitor or something. I don't know yeah, what he was, yeah. but he was like, ah, these alligators are out here. What the hell? Yeah. And MJF was like, kangaroo kick. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, Adam Cole. No, you know what it is. And then they double, double close.
0: Like, yeah, and that and guy goes go. into
2: the pool, right?
1: Like the whole yeah. bit. Yeah, slow-mo. That was fun.
2: <laughs> but then a, a, a curve ball from left field, two fields away, we get Tony Khan and he's chastising them, yelling at both of them in yeah. my office now. And just, you can't be doing this. You can't be doing this. This is the worst. Yeah. He's you like, you too. This. I mean, he's leaning into him. Right. Now there's a detail I want to ask you about. Maybe I'm noticing it and no one else, or maybe I'm just playing thoughts in my head here, but MJF and Adam Cole then, uh, you know, leave his office, and MJF's like, he's gonna pay for that in 2024. Mm. Like, I'm gonna tell him off. And Tony Khan goes, "Hey guys, what's up?" And well, then, well, he pops out and he goes, "What did you say?" <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, right after, and he like, "Oh, nothing." <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, he <laughs> takes his glasses off. And that's yeah. what I was wanting to point out. He takes his sunglasses off. He's like, "Hey, thanks so much. This yeah, is yeah. A great, yeah. show, guys. Cool." Yeah, puts them back on. Goes back to the office. So are we getting some weird type of thing where Tony Khan, because if you recall when he was at Impact, cutting all those heel promos with Tony Schiavone, he was wearing sunglasses. So is that the thing? Like, maybe he's only a dickhead if he's wearing sunglasses? Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe. I mean, I really liked this for what that was, right? Like, he's fucking screaming, running them down like, you fucking idiots, get your shit together, keep it in the fucking ring. And they're like, all right, fine, fine. And then that whole thing, like, when he's like, i would have fucking told him off and he's like what and he's like nothing and i was like hey and he's like "Oh, okay great thanks <laughs> like, yeah. like, like great guys again thanks for all the fucking work <laughs> like all mm-hmm. that shit but then yeah you're right like he put on and, the one caveat i would say is like he still gave a friendly wave after he put the glasses on yeah. now, it could have been a condescending been. right could have been like a condescending like be gone now but um right. we'll see i don't know i hope these are few and far between like i like that in that moment <laughs> where it was just like You know, it gave it a bit of a realism, right? Here's these two chuckle fucks running around causing problems. And the Mm -hmm. boss had to be like, hey, bitch. Yeah,
2: I don't want Tony Khan on my screen. Well, I also don't want him as the
1: booming authoritative figure because that doesn't come across well either. Like it fit in this comedy moment, right? But he's not the guy to yell at people and take charge when we have folks like a powerhouse Hobbs, right? We'll just pick him up and throw him through the fucking window for talking to him like that, right?
2: Yeah. And to the neck beards and and goofs who are like, "Oh, see what they're doing. This is alluding to all out shut up." Or uh yeah, all out. It's like shut up. It was just a skit. They're they're not yeah. thinking that much into it cuz you have no lives anyhow. That's just my two cents on that. But we then get to the arena. Now we're here live and in person and MJF and Adam Cole pull up in I don't know, the coolest sports car I've ever seen. Yeah. And, it said, like, better than you on it or something like that, too. Yeah, better play. than you. Yeah. And MJF was like, hey, before we go out there, I got to take a shit. And so then Adam Cole goes, I guess we'll see you after the commercial break. And he leaves. Well, I love that that, like,
1: that didn't, like, we didn't see that, like, MJF gathered something while while Adam Cole wasn't looking. It was just so, like, just to be like, hey, I got to go take a shit was the only reason they did that. It was the
2: weirdest thing. <laughs> well, so then... uh. Another great comedy spot I thought was so. Then they leave, right? Adam Cole goes to the arena, MJF goes to to the bathroom, and then here comes Roderick Strong, and he kicks the car, and he's like, "God damn it, on my foot." later I'll, I'll jump ahead just a little bit we see Roderick strong with the kingdom and he's yeah. icing his foot i thought that was a great i detail. hope this dude has
1: growing ailments right like he yeah. eventually is coming out with like two casts on his legs he's got like a sh- shoulder sling the neck brace a halo right?
2: like i All want of it fucked up yeah yeah so then here we go we got mjf and adam cole they're coming down in the ring mjf you know he's over adam cole they're over and we get two stories here Uh, The story from Adam Cole is essentially, hey, I need to, you know, I've been the man everywhere I've gone, alluding to NXT, ROH, all of that stuff. And he goes, and I need to be the man here. And the way to be the man here is to win the title. Nine months ago, I didn't know if I could wrestle. And now here I am. I've overcame, but it means nothing if I don't win that championship. And then MJF goes, cool story. Mine's better. And then tells the story of, I mean, here's the, here's the, the, the cool thing about MJF. And also the interesting thing is there's no like coded talk. So like Adam Cole told you without telling you, I was also the man in NXT where MJF says I had two people. I wanted to arrest Cody Rhodes and you. And at the time, the WWE, like he's just outright yeah. saying there's yeah. no like coded mm-hmm. language with him. Yeah,
1: yeah, he doesn't say my special friend who is an EVP here, right? right. He says Cody Rhodes. I called Cody Rhodes, right? Like yeah. he's just,
2: yeah, he yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he tells the story of reaching out to Cody Rhodes and wanting to be on the first ever all in, which was a few years back and kind of didn't really get a response, but then finally did. And got on a show that he probably shouldn't have even got on was the very first match of the night he lost, but he understood what to do. He persevered. Tony Khan fell in love with him. He got a contract. Now look at him. He's the champion, but he's not going to just get to Wembley because that's a fun thing. His belt means everything to him. And so you're fucking dumb. If you think, yeah. Yeah. He said, your your friendship
1: means a lot to me,
2: but it it doesn't doesn't mean mean everything. Only one thing means everything to me. And I love that we got a triple B chant. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then they kind of uh, look at each other and we have this weird, I don't know, like where are we going to maybe punch each other? And then here comes Aussie open and they attack boom, 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 boom. Obviously double clothesline attempt, but we don't get it. And Aussie open runs away. And MJF is talking his shit to Ozzy Open, and Adam Cole is standing behind him, like, I'm gonna fucking kick him. I'm gonna fucking kick him. MJF turns around. He's like, ah, I wasn't gonna kick you. And then they hug it out. And that's how we end the segment. What did you think about all this?
1: Well, I do like the MJF like, What were you doing there? Like, what are you fucking? He's like, ah, I, that's eh, nothing. Um, a thing that I think every time I see Ozzy Open is one of those guys looks like from the ribs up, like he's a smaller guy put on top of a larger guy's. Like lower two thirds. You know Which what I mean? one? The Which guy one? with the mustache.
2: Okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Not, not Hanson. Disproportioned, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not the, the other one yeah. looks
1: like Hanson. Yeah. Not the little, yeah. <laughs> the one that looks more like Stan Hanson than the Hanson band, right? Brothers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I love this MJF Adam Cole storyline. I also love that we have turned MJF pseudo face. Without him changing anything about himself. And I mean even not changing anything about himself. He's trying to do the right thing so that Adam Cole will think he's trying to do the right thing in some moments. But we haven't seen, like, MJF really, like, changing his ways here either. He still talks shit on people, right? Like, he still thinks bad about the pores. He still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, is better than you and you know it. He's still the devil. And it's just amazing how so many little things that they've done that are just there it's unlike things we've never seen before right like they're telling a story like something we've never seen before they're doing these things at places that we've never seen before they're coming up with things like double clothesline and kangaroo kick that are getting massive you know what i mean chance like i just it's i can't even explain it like how well it's going and how much i love it i love all of this storyline and i don't know where we're going and i love every bit of that
2: yeah I said earlier, Eddie Kingston is the best pro wrestler in the world. And I still think that. <laughs> However, the best run might be MJF. It's, every it's so story, but like every story, not every story. I, I should I should back up just a little bit. The four pillars didn't really hit like it should. Yeah, But he has at least had a moment in every storyline. And then some storylines are iconic, such as Punk and MJF. It's just like, he's, I mean, he's already, you know, we were talking about best matches of all time. If we are talking about top 10, at least for me, he's already on there. And it's been three and a half years, four years. And it's like, that guy's on my top 10 all time. Like mm-hmm. some people have been kicked off of that list who I've seen for 20 years because MJF Jeff- is. Oh, yes, I'm telling you, you
1: not only is he my favorite at the moment, and I mean and that's involving names like Eddie Kingston, right? Like who, you know, Hangman Adam Page. Uh it's just that it's that I truly feel while watching him too that like I'm like right now you could put him in a storyline with anybody at any level of the card and he's going to steal the show with it. Yeah. Top top down anybody. You could put him in with somebody in the women's division and do a storyline, and he's going to make it one of the most entertaining damn things. And Jeffrey still saying here, he truly is a generational talent. And, yeah, I'm putting him up there already. Like, it feels like he belongs in the top ten or higher uh, of all-time favorites for me. You, you know, all-time greatest feels like a term that you have to clarify what you mean by that. But, like, all-time favorites, he definitely already is up in there. Like, he's just yeah. so fun.
2: Yeah, and that's what I mean when I say mm-hmm. all time greats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jeffrey still's uh, killing it with the comments here. He says, That's my friend, uh, that my friend is a Ferrari. So that's what it was. I'm not a car guy. Yeah, you I'm could... not
1: either. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I... I know it was a rich guy car.
2: Yeah, I know I couldn't afford it. So that's all I know. that. Yeah, know it. I got so... a Subaru. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I got a Honda Accord. <laughs> you know what? You what, you know what? Yeah. It's my third yeah. straight Honda Accord.
1: Speaking of Outbacks, you know. What <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, all right. So again, they hug it out. And as they hug it out, one thing I wrote here is, uh, Cole's eyes are firmly on the title. So he's hugging, but he ain't, yeah, looking at him. Yeah. I
1: noticed that too. It was, he's locked in Whew, so many. That's the thing is at every turn, they give you a little bit of a pause to go. What did that mean? Was that, were they gonna,
2: was he gonna not, not to jump the gun? And I don't want to jump the gun. Because our picks will be next week which i will win and you will lose but my question to you is do you think we get the story progression in the tag match that then says you gotta buy the pay-per-view because now you got to see what happens when now they hate each other or do you think it still slow burns and it's the main event that's the i think ya? i think
1: we may get i think we'll get more of the same but we'll ratchet up the like man, this is tense, right? Like, do they or don't they, right? And then we're going to get to the, the the buy-in, and they're going to have this tag match, and they're going to fuck it up because they're going to... And then we're going to get this fucking, like, you know what I mean? Like, shove off, and they're going to be like, all right, calm down, calm down, we got a fucking thing, and they're going to... You know what I mean? But it's not going to be so friendly, I think. And maybe we'll get some promos, right? throughout the thing, And you can just kind of see the... You know what I mean? Like maybe they're talking side by side, and and like the the fucking like annoyance growing, right? Like that's kind of maybe where I feel it's gonna go. Um, I feel like that's not enough. I, I feel like we gotta do something big on Dynamite, but I don't know what we could
2: without, like you said, giving away too much of what's gonna happen. So I don't know where you well, ride yeah, that line. I think dynamite will be more of what this was where they might even not even, not even get a full promo out and mm-hmm. Aussie opens like, we're still going to kick your ass. And then ha we got you again. My curiosity is, do they think we got to hook them on the zero hour so that they then buy the pay-per-view. Right. Yeah. Right. If we say the mega powers explode on the zero hour now here's the match in two hours or three hours, yeah. whatever it'll be. Yeah. AW because pay-per-views 10 hours, I but you know
1: what I mean? Don't feel like they're going to win those tag no. titles.
2: Yeah. I, not to give my picks away, but right now, yeah. if you, if you look at the AEW roster and no offense to him, I love AEW, Stokely Hathaway, Samoa Joe, all of those, but MJF is bigger than ring of honor he's not going to go 100%. back down to ring of honor
1: and so, so so here's what only could happen from that right is is they win the tag team titles they go on they have this match now they kind of don't like each other because the match got you know what i mean stiff and mm-hmm. now so they have that blow up one wins whomever it is but now they're the tag titles and we're back to kind of like i don't really like this motherfucker now like you know what mm-hmm. i mean like no you've got my fucking title. Uh, or, or you low-blowed me to win or whatever it is, right? And then they're like, fuck you, fuck you, but now they're tag team champions. But that would be resetting what we already told to get here, so i I see no reason to do that and would think you'd be going backwards for no reason. So, yeah, no, you can't win those tag titles. I think you do have to blow up there or at least like make it seem like this shit's about to blow, right? Like give you something to go like, oh, man, I got to see what happens.
2: I'm interested. But is that zero I'm-
1: hour or is that – Dynamite. Right. I think I'm you get more it. eyeballs on Dynamite.
2: Yeah, but you're watching Zero Hour if you're on the fence of whether to buy. You know, because you- I remember... Oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, going back to Sunday Night Heat in WWE, I would be like, I'm not buying this pay-per-view. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin would stun Shane McMahon. I'm like, buying this pay-per-view. Gotta see this. Right? <laughs> yeah, gotta see what happens now. Yeah, so that's how I was. I'm just speaking for myself.
1: That's no. true. If they do something badass cool, I mean, I'm I'm already going to buy it, but like if I was on the fence a, yeah. and I was hanging around the house and like I start seeing that shit come across the Twitter or the X or whatever it is, I'd be like, all right, let me pull up fight. Let me see what's going yeah. on here, which exactly. I'm already yeah. going to, I'm going to be sitting in
2: place with fucking popcorn for yeah. this. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Other people. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get back on track. The pores. Um, we go. The pores. The pores. Yeah. Uh, let's get back on track here. We go into... <laughs> The dumbest match that I enjoyed all year. <laughs> this match was fucking dumb. Yep, and I liked it. I, I will say this: we give
1: Jeff Jarrett a lot of shit. Dude earned a paycheck
2: <laughs> last night on Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I mean they all did. The person, yeah, they all was, did. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The person I came away applauding was oddly enough, Karen Jarrett. She got the blood. She got the main amount of blood on her. She jumped on, I think it was Isaiah Cassidy's back, and he just said, see ya, and fucking threw her on the ramp. And then she had to do the climb thing with a fucking scary chainsaw guy. What's his name? Leatherface. Leatherface. That's the guy. Um yeah, listen, this is all, yeah, I mean, this yeah, everywhere, you
1: know, us, we're, we're never going to advocate for more, you know, corporate themed matches, right? Um, no. they, they save a little grace here with going, Hey, listen, all the money we earned from them, we're giving right to the Maui folks. And you go, okay. Uh, if Maui wasn't an issue, would you like, you know what I mean? And this wasn't fight for the fallen. Would you have just kept that money or would you have, Well, like, you know, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, okay that you have this thing to say, look what we did, you know, that wasn't your intention when you said, Hey, you know, or when somebody approached you about a sponsorship opportunity. Right. And I, you know, that's only getting worse. Look, we're going to see that in everything we enjoy in life, right. More and more ads. So it is what it is, I guess.
2: Yeah. The thing that I like so far about the corporate synergy of AEW in comparison to WWE is one it makes sense right these two already had a silly ass rivalry mm-hmm. there was already dumb shit this wasn't MJF. blow CM, up yeah what well, was it wasn't a serious storyline like mjf and cm punk and then all of a sudden it's on texas whatever the fucking movie is right. uh match right like because that was the biggest thing with Miz. It, yeah Miz the Ms. And logan Miz logan
1: paul thing yeah. No,
2: was it Logan Paul? And then they did the zombies
1: on the outside. Was that him? It was him, right? Wasn't, it, wasn't it Logan Paul with him with that or something? I don't remember who that was. Yeah.
2: It was Miz, because Miz got hurt. I remember yeah. that. But and then they got eight. Remember they all ate yeah, him. Yeah, they you know? ate him.
1: But then he was back the next fucking week.
2: Well, but that was the <laughs> thing is their their feud was serious, and then all of a sudden, you got that. That's where it doesn't make sense. This is and I look, no offense to anyone. These are curtain jerkers right now, legendary curtain jerkers, and so Ethan Page and Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal doing stupid shit. Ethan Page was having fun.
1: fun. <laughs> in, oh yeah, in this environment it was great.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, but you got everything here. You got swanton bombs. You got guitar shots. You got all of it.
1: Jeffrey Sill uh, says it was everywhere, everything, and it went nowhere and did nothing. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So let's just say who wins though. It was uh Jeff Jarrett won.
1: Jeff Jarrett.
2: <laughs> yeah. There it was. There it hey, was. Hey.
1: Maybe that'll be on Tim, this day someday.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh Tim, yeah, you, you know, um, a lot's going on in the world. Okay. Mm. You know that, right? A lot's mm. going on some things we're, we're we're in chaos right we've got so many things happening you kind of sometimes have to just grab on to the closest you don't thing know you what's gotta, happening it's, well you just gotta grab on down. and just stabilize right, right. Like, what the what the fuck okay here let's just get it all back together mm-hmm. well tim i'm happy to report we got back on track
1: yes back to normal yes yes because i feel centered yes because
2: right before the main event yeah
1: tim,
2: <clears throat> we got yeah and let's say it together yeah actually hold on let me get some water here. oh this is good audio mm-hmm. yep. yep right before the main event tim it's time, time for, for the women women
1: <laughs> Women's rights. (laughs)
2: Women's rights. We also
1: have a Tweet the Table about this, if I can join. All right,
2: let's go. Justin
1: Floor, he says, shocker, after two weeks main eventing Dynamite, the women are back to their old time slot. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Yeah, a shock of stability, a shock of steadiness, right, of calm waters, right? We don't want too many Tootsie Rolls here. We need just a few.
2: Yeah, you know, you have Tootsie Rolls, but every so often you got to have an almond, you know, just to counteract that, right? Sometimes you got to have some peanuts. You got to get a grape once in a while, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You have five Tootsie Rolls, you have a banana, then you get it back to five Tootsie Rolls. That's your snack.
1: You're going to have a terrible stool in the morning, but yeah.
2: I got a bidet, so I don't give a shit if I can rules when i have a stool he says son i lived on a <laughs> diet of
1: whiskey and whores for 10 years yeah. you think my stools yeah. are any of my concern
2: <laughs> yeah should have seen them then get that, <laughs> yeah. get that bidet and you're good to go no matter what happened in your stomach get a bidet hey. if, 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 look there's oh, look, a yeah, lot yeah, of shit. One. yeah you do yeah we got one we of course when COVID hit you know we've
1: you know picked up one of the uh conversion kit if you will right but it's yeah
2: uh-huh if any mm-hmm. of the listening audience mm-hmm. takes anything from me, and I mm-hmm. say a lot of shit, yeah. I know. But the one thing that is a fact is if you have the funds available to you, mm-hmm. get a bidet.
1: Yeah, nothing beats a wet butthole. You know what I mean?
2: It's a life changer.
1: <laughs> it is. It is a. It is a. It is. You'll you'll never feel so fresh. Oh. You know when the Outcast sang about so fresh and so clean. It's they had just used the bidet, right?
2: Yeah. That was in parentheses. So fresh, so clean. Parentheses, bidet. B-
1: bidet, yeah. It wasn't even like yeah. because of it. It was just bidet. Bidet. Yeah. Oh,
2: they're the best. Uh, speaking of bidets, this match, uh, it was Bunny versus Britt Baker. And look, both of these women are cool. I like both of them a lot. Uh, you also had Penelope Ford who can get in there and give you good matches as well. Uh, if you don't believe me go back to watch that uh tag team hardcore match that bunny and her did with uh
1: yeah Taya, <laughs> uh, yeah hi mellow and uh yeah
2: and J. they were swinging
1: anything go. not nailed down that
2: match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was great but so this was a qualifier and we all knew if Britt baker's in it and there's a spot available yeah. Britt baker's winning yeah bunny's That's- in that group that you
1: know it's it's like house of black light right it's kind of you know what i mean it's it's the it's the people who like you said they're they're really they're really into uh, you know club drugs and and kinky sex and like industrial heavy metal music right <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah 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 and they just they those. don't
1: yeah they're not you know they're not anywhere where they're considered a, li- a you know viable threat to anybody on anything even though the bunny Has the getting off the bus looks great for the character, right? She looks crazy as shit.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think she's awesome. I think she is incredible. I really like her a lot. Now, she was coming off of injury, so this was why she was been missing for so long. But, yeah, more Bunny, more Penelope Ford. I'm 100% on board with that. But, Britt Baker wins, and we move on. Speaking of House of Black, Mm. we get some spookiness right before the main event because the acclaimed walkout. And they're gonna take on two fucking nameless people and they do the rap and then they get back in the ring, you know, and they're ready to go. Lights go out, House of Black is there. Acclaim go well, we know that who's behind us, so they go try to beat them up. But Buddy Matthews and Brody King out maneuver them, out beat them mm-hmm. up here's and so there we go and then Julia Hart I'll just get the whole thing and then we'll talk about it Julia Hart has Billy Gunn's boots she hands him over to Buddy then Buddy hands him over to Brody and then Brody hands him over to Malachi Black here's my only kind of like uh, with it is if they acclaimed are great former tag team champions right then have the three of them beat the acclaimed up, but when Buddy Matthews and Brody King just beat him up straight up, well, the acclaimed kind of look well, like bitches. And I also, I just, we've been doing a lot of performance here
1: on this Billy Gunn fake retirement that I'm taking well you as now,
2: yeah. Well, but this is where I think this is interesting. You think he goes House of Black? <gasps> no, that would be amazing.
1: If he became Daddy Black,
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I, but like, yeah, it would be a stretch and we don't need it, right? Like, I don't think it's going to help House of Black get over in some way. If anything, it might leave the group unusable after the run is done. You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's such an odd fit that it would take a lot of work centered around exactly that. Now, unless he just quickly sells them out, you know, and then they have a feud with him for some reason and he gets another team or something. But it seems odd and I don't seem like it feels weird to go through all this just for him to show back up and I'm out of retirement and
2: I'm helping you. So I don't know where we're going with it. That's why I'm interested. I could see them do something to the kin of what um, Daniel Bryan did to the Wyatt family where he joined. Just long enough to realize how to take it down, and then he took down the Wyatt family, right? I could see Billy Gunn playing the role of Daniel Bryan, joining, doing the stuff, and then three weeks in, four weeks in, goes, Suck it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Takes takes him out. And then we could do Billy Gunn versus Malachi Black, right, or something like
1: that. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey still says, my thing is Andrade beat the House of Black by himself, but the Acclaim can't do it with two of them. They deserved to lose to the guns. Easy. <laughs> the guns. <laughs> Easy.
2: First off, they're the, the guns
1: who are much improved. Yeah. The ass boys are much improved, but
2: yeah, they're the ass boys. Okay. They're the ass boys. Uh, what are we speaking Dan of Dan back? Well, he, I think he ripped his ACL or yeah, something, but but... but here's the thing. He doesn't wrestle. Like I don't get why he can't travel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Dan Housen was never like, I mean, yeah, he did do some wrestling here and there, but like he wasn't a wrestling act by and right. large, right?
2: Yeah, so get him back on there, T- uh, team him up with punk. So both of them are so fucking happy to you know circle jerk each other. Um, yeah, do that. Uh, let's get to the main event. It's the guy well, you got to clear
1: that by punk first, apparently.
2: <laughs> allegedly, again, oh, allegedly, those, nothing, not fucking but, uh,
1: allegedly, nothing. Punk is. Trying to rule out of that thing like a dictator and saying, this person can't be in here, this person. And and fucking, like, saying it's because those people are going to cause problems and make things tense. He's a fucking weird guy, dude. Phil Brooks is, excuse me, may not see him punk, but he's a weird yeah. dude.
2: Seems that way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sure does seem that way, allegedly. Seems yeah. that <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah, allegedly right. seems that way. Yeah.
2: Um, cause again, I'm not taking the word of fucking Dave Meltzer or yeah. Brian Oh, no, but
1: you know what? Honestly, I'm probably just taking the word of CM Punk. He's the, you know what I mean? He's the one who wants to hint at it and then say other people shouldn't say anything about it and fucking whatever, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Okay. Here you go. Main event. We got the guns. We got the young bucks and it's a standard match. Nothing yeah. to write home about. Uh, the guns. we got to
1: get that 50 cent theme back though it's not the same
2: well yes and no for this i don't want 50 cent when it's wimbley yeah like i assume they're gonna be wrestling well if not 50 cent we need something different
1: the western sounding you know gun interlude and everything doesn't fit with the look that they're doing now i don't think you know
2: yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I I agree. I just think 50 Cent needs to be saved for the yeah. big matches. No, I agree with you. you know yeah, we mean? can save
1: 50 Cent for the big matches, but I think their everyday one needs to change up. We need something yeah. different. I was watching it this time, and I was like, this ain't, doesn't feel right.
2: Yeah, and what doesn't feel right is, I don't know, having the Young Bucks last, I don't. The match was fine. They won. And I'm they also,
1: I know we've addressed this before. But at some point, they've got to change the name, right? Like, they're not – they can't be the Young Bucks. One of them's balding, man. Like, I don't know that. come on. When – so let's say, okay, they have another five-year run. Or so let's say they run out this five years with AEW and they go, ah, we're retired. And they come back five, ten years. Are they the fucking Young Bucks again in their 50? Like, guys. Oh, yeah. At some point, are you just the Jackson brothers, for fuck's sake?
2: Well, yeah, but, like, you know, Mike Tyson, even when he was yeah. coming out of jail, was known as Kid Dynamite. Yeah. Look, you and I get I mean? Little
1: Wayne. is still Little Wayne, but he's little. Like, at least he has, you know,
2: like, at least he's short. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but, like, what, what would you we know? call them?
1: The elder look, bucks? Look, even Bow Wow dropped a little, you know what I'm saying?
2: Well, he got tall. Yeah, he grew into <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah yeah i don't know uh they're fine (laughs) let's just talk about what happens um jay white juice robinson they attack the young bucks guns help and then ftr's music hits but they don't come from the entrance they come from the crowd which was fine uh and then we get the stare down it was look i get for a certain segment of the listening audience viewing audience aw audience that's fucking cool, and I am interested in I, I like to always tell you that I'm only interested in what I see on television. and for ninety eight percent of the time, that's true. However, I want to be a fucking fly on the wall when whoever makes the decision of who's winning this fucking match because. The young bucks just resigned and apparently are making NBA player money and are executive vice presidents. FTR, from all accounts, has that silly little guy energy about him, and so you tell them that they're losing, they might be pulling a CM Punk. They you love I mean? CM
1: Punk. They love Bret Hart. They are, at least Dax is appearing as such. To be on the top ten list of thinks this shit is real, right? Like uh, it's like calm down. Oh, right? Cash
2: is right there too. He just can't talk that well, <laughs> you're right? Um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. They yeah. both feel that way. It's
1: the like, all right, t- like t- take yourself a little less seriously, right? Okay. Yeah. Like yes, okay. You're a pro wrestler. We have addressed like that's a tough thing to be. It, it means you I are understand. physically tough and can put your body through hell, but you are also fucking chubby and balding and you know what i mean have yeah. ear hair and shit like, calm the fuck down about yourself a little bit here right you are a performer right like let's let's calm it down
2: all right uh before i get into my comments about um the ftr thing i mm-hmm. do want to get some comments from jeffrey sills he says the guns are his second favorite team he also says that the gangbang group are his favorite he likes the theme yeah. and to counter the young bucks theme he mm-hmm. says young jeezy is still young He's jeezy. still young jeezy that's true yeah. Well, here's here's the sixty difference years young, young Jeezy. <laughs> but here's the difference between young Jeezy and young Bucks. Try to change young Jeezy's name and he'll shoot you. Yeah, young yeah, will right? Yeah. What are they gonna do?
1: Uh, <laughs> when does he become geriatric Jeezy?
2: <laughs> yeah, that would be good. <laughs> but so here's my two cents on that. Um, with FTR, this is the thing that I think is the most interesting because you know if you go back to the genesis of all of this stuff you could go back to Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, right? You're in two camps or you're in one of the two camps, Mm -hmm. right? You're either in Shawn Michaels and you're either in Bret Hart. The thing about both the Young Bucks and FTR, in my opinion, as an outsider who likes both teams, I have a Young Bucks t-shirt now. I stopped calling them young cunts. I like the Young Bucks. They've grown on me. I have an FTR sticker right there, right? So I like both teams. There's a CM Punk sticker too, you know? Uh, they don't stickers aren't just throwing on here. <laughs> Anyhow, my point is the young bucks and FTR looked at Shawn Michaels and Brett Hart. But unfortunately for me and why they don't really click like an MJF or Eddie Kingston or Usos or any of those teams is because they took the worst traits of both guys so, because Shawn Michaels yeah. during the Attitude Era was the guy who was still sucking on a lollipop when Ken Shamrock put him in an ankle lock. He was like, oh, no, this hurts. And it was like, this isn't real. Aren't we having fun? And this is dumb. Which the Meltzer driver and the Indie taker are all things the Young Bucks do, right? That attribute of like, we know, but could you not be a fucking prick and just treat it with some respect, right? Mm-hmm. Then on the other side, Bret Hart, who took a slight and made it his personality, has then trickled down to FTR and CM Punk. Where if you said you didn't, they didn't, or if you said you didn't like their trunks, now all of a sudden you're enemy number one. Yeah. And well, it's the, well,
1: it's the idea. It's the inverse of what you're saying. It's the like where you're like, hey man, come down. Like we get it, but like you don't have to make everything a joke in this match, right? Whereas. FTR is if you do one thing that intended to make the crowd laugh, that you have degraded the integrity of the sport I hold dear and I feed my family. Fuck off, dude. Like that like yes. So both of I get what you're saying there, where both are like, Jesus Christ, will you both just shut the fuck up a little bit? Like get over yourselves.
2: yeah, but it's like take the best attributes of Bret Hart and Shawn <laughs> right. Michaels, right? There's yeah. the the realism of Bret Hart, you know, Bret Hart sucks, but like if you liked him, there's the the realism of when he would take a uh, you know, a turnbuckle to the back, like he did that really well and all He that. also you know to a script
1: never hurt a person, right? Like uh that he was working with. Maybe cuz the, oh, the he wrestling was boring. Did. But yeah, I know. Well, yeah. true. Uh, we'll say infrequently enough, right? Noticeably yeah. infrequently. That might have to do with the boring style, but, you know, like, whatever. Yeah. You know
2: what? Yeah. But then with Shawn Michaels, yeah, the athleticism and all of that, the, you know, I'm not saying they don't, but it just feels like both teams took that negative attribute from Shawn Michaels and from Be- Bret Hart and then yeah. made it them. And that's well, what I don't like. Both to
1: me, I just feel like as much like we, you know, and I know they've said this, like we, we've we done it before. We've done the FTR young bucks thing before and now they're saying like okay but now it's like the time right but i just feel like we didn't get enough to get there right the young bucks were kind of hanging around in limbo not doing a whole lot in the main focus anyway you know obviously because they were dealing with sort of this contract you know negotiations and whatnot but it just feels thrown together now and again it's at a point where right now frankly like I've kind of soured on FTR a little bit and the young bucks have been stalling out doing nothing. So why am I to care about this?
2: Right? Yeah. The reason the 100%, the reason why I care is for the backstage who makes the decision on who wins.
1: hundred percent. That's it. Yeah. The match and itself. will. Be fine. There is a lot of history here. I mean, they are called FTR because you know what I mean? Young bucks
2: said, fuck like the revival. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, I'm very – that's why I'm interested in the match. And, again, it will be good. There will be false finishes that I'll fall for because, again, I also don't know who's going to win that match either, right? That match is as unpredictable as MJF and Adam Cole is to me. You know what I mean? Like, both – that's the best thing, I think, going into All-In is that I legitimately don't know where we're going. Yeah, We could say that back when it was – Uh, you know, hangman versus Kenny Omega. We knew, right. We knew that it was going to be hangman, which was great. That's how the story should have ended. But like we knew this, I don't know. And then here's the thing, Tim, two weeks later, all out.
1: It's all out. I know. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these may not quite end necessarily at all in, right. It might be like a, you love this. Join us in two weeks for fucking all
2: out where we Run it back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, the only match that we have for All Out is the TNT championship of Luchasaurus versus Darby Allin, which you kind of told on yourself because then who wins the coffin match? Yeah, yeah. What what if he's dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Luchasaurus get a free pass. Like we can yeah, another. What are we doing? Yeah, do we find another, you know, find another skateboarder to um but yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh I'm excited though. All in has got me pumped. I know we got another week to go. Where we'll talk about it some more but i'm ready for it man and again look everybody's going to dispute any claim you make nowadays but we're talking here the biggest pro wrestling event ever
2: <sighs> oh and with yeah, the number of people i don't care about because yeah. again i'm not making right. that money uh, right? right yeah <laughs> um i don't care i don't care if two I mean, people the visual
1: just- will be amazing but
2: yeah but just entertain me you know that's 100%. who i care
1: about 100 percent. i don't care um <laughs>
2: But what I was going to say is um, – But just industry-wide,
1: for this to be happening now, where well, we're 10 years into this, I wouldn't have thought we'd be seeing, especially now in a day and age where live attendance is mm-hmm. going down across the board for many things, fucking worldwide, uh, that we'd be seeing the largest attended pro wrestling event in history.
2: Yeah, what I was going to say is, to me, though, the thing that I'm the most interested in is it's the most – it's the most original intriguing story lines. yeah even going over to collision i don't know necessarily a hundred percent i got a good hunch but cm punk samoa joe yeah cm punk loves samoa joe apparently like that's the one guy that like earned his respect or whatever yeah, so probably CM punk samoa joe would like, actually
1: beat the fuck out of him and he knows <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: but like or but maybe but already did, did he- at
1: one point and they Ooh, we squash it We're like yeah okay <laughs> right but
2: like yeah. but the idea that like uh CM Punk will show that he'll lay down for some Samoa Joe in the biggest show wouldn't shock me right like hey man I, I'm a, I'm a team player watch me lose I lost to Samoa Joe you know what I mean so again I have no fucking idea I love it can't wait
1: yeah this is an interesting point and I think Jeffrey Sills is alluding to this like Remember, they started the first all in was was can we fill 10,000 in an arena outside of WWE and now flash forward to them having the quote unquote largest ever Mm -hmm. crowd Uh, is pretty amazing in this time frame that they did it in. So that's pretty neat. Um, I'm excited for it and I can't wait to talk more about it next week. Um, And I, I don't know. I don't think it's too many Tootsie Rolls quite yet. But we'll see you next week.
0: The Spanish announced table.